Welcome to the AFR Podcast. It's Tuesday, the 22nd of March, 2022. Curse on the Hill. Steve, it is a brand new season. 2022 has now kicked off, obviously, but for some people, it's a similar result, for like particularly for teams like yourself and myself, where we start the season with great expectations and then fall in a heap. Yeah, it was, um, it was a bit of a tease round one for us, mate, although I think, you know, it probably is probably emotionally healthy to be, just, you know, kicked in the balls straight off and you know, <laughs> you know where you stand and you can, you know, don't get any kind of delusions. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, it is a bit Welcome like everybody. that. Well, yeah. You can tell we're both really excited to be back and talking about our teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we were, we were going to do a podcast last week, but of course life has just getting, got in the way. Um, Plus the fact that they started the, we came straight out of the um, the draft last weekend, and then only what two three days later we're straight into the season. So we didn't really have any time to do predictions and have a look at the draft and all that sort of stuff, which we're not going to do tonight because it's too late. It's nearly eleven o'clock my time. I know you're not on daylight savings, you bugger. So it's not too <laughs> bad for you. But um, so yeah, let's let's kick into it, mate. We've got a brand new season. Um. Couple of couple of changes, obviously. The biggest one, of course, is the website. I hope everyone is enjoying it or getting just getting used to where the heck things are. Um, you'll also see that we have a new comments page on there, which is called the Judge, which is Cam Baker to do. He's going to do some write-ups now. Ask Cam to do it because normally he submits his team and it's got like a good old-fashioned paragraph as to why he's selecting his team and. Steve, you know, and I know, and I think everyone knows that Cam likes to put himself out there and have a little bit of a bit of a say on on what he thinks, particularly around the TAS and Nexus and what some of the other teams are. But um, I've just I've mentioned it to Cam. He's got a sign in, so you might see every single week. You might see them sporadically throughout the season, but um, but yeah. So the judge, some comments will um will come up. Um, sorry, some articles will get come up, and of course, as you can probably see. The one this week's is about the Mighty Bucks, um, and I can see that Kent has um, has replied a comment to that as well. So, so there is a bit of toing and froing on it, and um, and things like that. So it's um I think it'll be a a relatively good good thing to have back because I know you used to do the write up, mate, but it just got just time just gets away from you. Yeah. No, so it's great to have somebody else's voice out there. So looking yep. forward to that. Yeah, it should be good. And I think in the old website, which is still up, um, I think it's still got like a 2017 finals blurb, which which sort of which which you wrote. Anyway, let's get into it, buddy. Round one, um, we had the Chargers up against the Blue Flames to kick us off. We can say on the on the Wednesday night or whatever you want to call it. Um, Chargers got done here. Um, Blue Flames got up 152. Oh, hang on. While we're doing this, I'm so out of it. I haven't opened up any of the pages because I know I haven't done any of the commissioner votes. Oh, wow. And I'm assuming Dave hasn't because I haven't hit Dave up to see if he wants to do them again. Oh, he has done them. Dave, you are a superstar. You've already done them. Oh, Legend. you're better, better than me. All right, cool. So, yeah, so Blue Flames 150 to the Chargers 142. Um, for the Blue Flames, the big one there, Shannon Hearn, getting 20 at midfield, Steve. Um, Sam Doherty, good news story of the round, probably getting 15 at midfield as well. Lockie Neal, blister, blistering at 31 at centre. Um, Jeremy McGovern was outstanding, getting 17 and a half at key back as well. Um, for the Chargers, George Hewitt getting 18 at Rover. Um, and Brody Majek getting 24 at forward were really the ones that stood out. Nick Hind was also pretty good, getting 17 at midfield. Matthew Flynn, I, I did the trade. I'm not sure if anyone saw it, but I did a trade with Ben to um, to pick up all the, the GWS Ruckman now. So I've got Flynn and um, was the name Braden Proust as well. So Flynn gets the run this week. Yeah. Uh... Just, just one more way that I lost this week, apparently, that trade. But anyway, um, 
Uh, some great pickups here. Blue Flames obviously went old school as they seem to be going more and more with that McGovern pickup. But look, man, one week in looks pretty good. And uh, when you think about the potential of Cameron and Lynch in that forward line, which I feel like I've been talking about for a decade. Yep. But uh, it's still there, and uh, Doherty's back. And, um, I mean, this. there's no reason why. Again, it's, man, some of those names seem like they've been there forever for the Blue Flames. But, again, I guess they just they keep showing up. So uh, maybe maybe this could be a last dance for the Blue Flames. I, I don't know. You feel like at some point they're going to have to start trying to overhaul. But, uh, man, they got they got the points this week, and, Charges are losing seedsman late. That hurt. Yep. And I would have expected Brody Smith to uh, perform a little bit better than that. But um, yeah, even Jared Lyons, 23 at centre. Bit of a letdown yep. there. Yeah. The Brisbane midfielders who didn't quite deliver. Probably a tough matchup against the power. But but um, it's tough to get that close, mate. Um not quite, uh, not quite get it, but uh, you know, credits the Blue Flames. They're they're a pretty good all round lineup there, so they're going to be tough to crack. Yeah, they will be. Is Jeremy Cameron out for a while? No, he's, okay. They're saying he's. They're talking not the fact that he's going to play this week even. So. Uh, oh wow. Okay. So just a bit of a scare. That's, that's better than what I thought. I thought I heard broken ribs or something like that. Okay, cool. Um, commissioner votes. I think uh, you might need to correct me on this one. Um, Three points I gave to Jeremy McGovern, two I gave to Hewitt, and one I gave to Shannon Hearn. Beautiful. It's okay. tough. Those are all three good performances. So, but yeah, um, cool. pretty cool to uh, have a couple of uh, draftees there, sort of uh, kick off the uh, season so well for both those uh, those franchises. Yep. So literally half my team was picked up in my draft. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. All righty. The next one was the Titans versus the Dingoes. This is heartbreaking, mate. You went down by a point, 125.5 to 124.5 for the Titans. Tom Mitchell getting 29, but Ben Keyes picking up 24 kicks was outstanding. But also, of course, Joe Danaher getting 27 at forward. Um, for yourself, the Dingoes, Christian Petrarca, 38 at centre. Outstanding. Brody Grundy, 18.5. So you've got a couple of winners there. But, of course, between the two of you, you had more downers than you did ups. Yeah, though, it was a pretty ugly pair of performances, really. Um, somebody had to win. Um, yeah, I could I could cry about a number of different circumstances there. You've already mentioned the fact that you... I, I was still scratching my head a little bit about your O'Brien for Proust trade, but... Anyway, um, I guess it gave uh, gave the Titans Riley O'Brien, who definitely performed uh, better than Nankervis would have and won the Titans that game. That said, I can't really blame anyone other than myself when I deliberately called <laughs> the Titans on Sunday morning and said, hey, mate, Tavern is out. You might want to put somebody else in. And he put in Zerha, who's then some, so summarily went in and scored two, which have also, of course, kind of changed the result. I really thought that when I saw Zerha's result, I thought, wow, well, I'm home. Yep. I looked like Anderson would only need to barely, you know, crack half a dozen kicks and it would have got the job done for me in the last game. But then Ben Keyes came out and got 15 kicks and a half. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I think uh, it's just destiny that the Titans were able to win this game. Uh, I think... You know, Salem's obviously out for a while. Taberner's going to be out, I think, still for a little while too. So I think the Titans are going to they, – they probably needed this win a little bit more, and I think they've definitely got a lineup that can probably do a little better than the Dingoes are going to be doing. So um, uh, maybe that's you know good for the Titans. But, um, they, yeah, they've definitely got some they got some big names there that really performed so well. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a very – Continue to be a very long season for the Dingoes, and I think the Titans, um, they look like they're going to struggle in the short term, but maybe once they can get everyone fit and firing, maybe things will be better. I don't know. Yeah, you'd expect more from Dusty Martin than three and Dangerfield at two, but Salem's obviously going to be the the one that he misses in the long term. I think it's like a two-month injury, so he's going to be out for a while. But Bradley Hill, mate. 
The Bradley Hill curse. Oh, the curse of Bradley Hill. I, I don't know what to, uh, there's nothing else to say other than like he's been just racking up rebounds in the preseason. There's been every article you read about Bradley Hill is how he's going to play up halfback, and you're like, oh, well, this is a this is a slam dunk. There's no safer back pick than this one. <laughs> and not not 26 possessions, not a rebound. Yeah, I'm sure you're not the you haven't you're certainly not the first person that's thought that. Just scratch your head. Safe as houses. Safe as houses. All right. From a commissioner perspective, I gave three to Petrarca, two to Danaher, and one to Ben Keys. Some good performances there, that's for sure. Um, Hard. Danaher can probably be the lucky, unlucky one there, but Petrarca, 38 touches is, is pretty whoever, good. Whoever's going to get the third vote, well, yeah, yeah. Brody Grundy's sitting there going like, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> but um, but no, that's legit. I think there are some pretty good performances there. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, well. Uh, certainly the Dingoes losing Ben King in the preseason for the year is uh, mm. about as devastating as you can get. And you know, when you know you're trying to come from last and you lose your, your absolute your only good board, you're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> is this what the season's going to be like already? Yep. All right. Deep nice. breath. Yep. All right. Next game is the Dozers versus the Heroes. Heroes played really well here, 164.5 to the Dozers 129. Heroes were strong pretty much across the board. Tim Membry getting 26 at key forward, Ben Brown getting 21 at forward, McRae getting 39 at at, uh, at centre. Um, you got Clayton Oliver, it's probably down for him, only getting 13 at Rover. Uh, Lockie Weller getting 10 and a half at back, and Will Powell getting 10 at at back. And Wits getting double figures as well. So really, only William Drew, Will M Drew, was um, sort of let him down at tag. But 164.5 for the first round one's pretty damn good. For the Dozers, look, there are a couple of players there which sort of stood up. You've got um, Adam Sierra getting some um, 14 at midfield. You've also got Gaff, um, the kicking machine that we know he can be, getting 18 at midfield. You've got Jack Steele, the tagger, getting eight, uh, 14, sorry, at um, and Tagger, Stephen, um, Stephen May getting 14 and a half. But with those, you've got Tomlinson going down in terms of only getting one rebound. Um, Lukosius getting um, eight at forward. And Jack Rewalt not really having a, a big day out, getting um, only the 10 points as well. So it was a really big win here from the Heroes. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what the hell happened last year with the Heroes when they finished ninth and really within were within... Mm. A hair's breadth of potentially having the number one pick, which is ludicrous. Like they were ridiculously unlucky last year. That they are going to yep. bounce back with a vengeance this year. And the the dozers, I I don't know. <laughs> I wish yep. I really wish that I felt more positive about like, but it feels like the top five in the original league is almost already decided. Mm-hmm. Um, which is it's hard one round in, but <laughs> it does feel that way. I don't see how the Dozers are going to compete this year. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is what it is. The hero is looking awesome. And they are. They, they should, they should rebound in a very, very big way. I love, love the all, uh, all, all uh, Gold Coast Suns back line. That'll stand them in good stead. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly will. Um, from a commission perspective, I gave three to Jack McRae, two to Ben Brown and one to Tim Membry. Yeah, very, very good week in the forward line for the heroes. It won't be like that every week, but but, no. uh, but they won't need it every week. But man, this week was was nice. Yeah, it was. All right, next game. Sorry, Scorpions versus the Wildcards. This is one the Scorpions would like to forget. Um, for the Wildcards, excuse me, I'm about gotta love that mute little button. Um, Peter Wright got 12 at forward, about the only shining light for for Essendon, sort of. Oh, no, there was that young kid, Martin, that did quite well. Um, Jai Simkin getting 19 at midfield. You've got Dunkley getting 15 at Rover. And McInerney getting 14 and a half at, um, at Ruck for the wild cards. Um, Josh Kelly was okay. Um, first game in, so 27. That's not too bad for, for a centre. Um, for the Scorpions, though, it was really down. I mean, Buddy Franklin, we're all... Obviously, the whole football community is going, is he going to kick the four goals? Well, he certainly didn't kick four goals this week. Um, he got nine points at key forward for Dave. Really, the only shining light he had was Jack, Jack Sinclair getting 19 at midfield and also Caleb Daniel getting 10.5 at um, at back. Other than that, everyone is really, really was really, really down for, for the Scorpions. 
Yeah, I know. I always tend to try and write off the dozers and the scorpions in the early stage of the year because they always seem to start horrible. They'll probably prove me wrong terribly, but wow, this was a really, really bad effort. I'm not sure. There's there's a few players there who. Well, I don't know Luke Parker's going to play midfield anymore. I'm not sure mm-hmm. Goldstein's ever going to have the ruck to himself anymore. Obviously, Franklin and Cameron will get more goals than that generally, but I'm not sure Franklin's going to be as dominant as he once was. And no. Yeah, I'm not sure about Swallow at Rover either. That's a bit of a worry too. So, uh, and in the Hardwick with the return of Sicily, uh, not real, so I'm like, there's a lot of question marks around the Scorpions. The wild cards, they were okay. They got they got the job done. They should be a solid team. They don't look super scary, but they look like a finals team, which is yep. more than I can say for some others. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm stuck three two one with this. <laughs> there's there's not um there's not a lot of uh, standout efforts sadly, is there? <laughs> no, unless it's Jai Simkin, then Jack Sinclair, and then Dunkley. Sure, it's a bit of a Peter Wright, Dunkley, McEnany. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll go Sinclair, and then what about McEnany instead? Sure. Brody Grundy's going, I got my vote. Yeah, I know. And a couple of of other players are going, I got 20-odd kicks, and I didn't get a vote at all. And you're giving them two for 19? You're giving out five points for 19. Yeah. All right, the next one's the high-scoring game. We had Natasha Doltras versus the Mighty Bucks. Um, bit of a replay, this one, the tr- of course, the grand final replay, being round one. Um, Natas got up 173 to the Mighty Bucks, oh, 153. For Cam, Tom Hawkins getting 34 at key forward. Then we had uh, Matt Crouch getting 21 at Rover, outstanding. His back line, Aaron Hall, 12. Tom Stewart, 14. Um, but his midfield is also pretty damn good with um, Jaden Short and Farini um, both getting above 15. Um, for the Mighty Bucks, um, Robottom getting 20 at tag was outstanding. Darcy Parrish, 34, picking up from where he left off last year, even with Dylan Shield back in the team. Um, <laughs> That's a and yeah, and uh, <laughs> McGrath and everyone else. So it wasn't just the fact that those guys were out that. Uh, Parrish is obviously going to be someone that um, they turn to. Um, Taranto getting 21 at midfield as well. So there was a, a really good um, really good spread here for, for the Bucks, but obviously the scores from Natas were just too strong. Yes, well, I think obviously Natas uh, has already, in the form of the judge, pointed out some of the problems the Bucks had, obviously, with missing the Wednesday uh, Wednesday night football deadline, and that's why we ended up with Jake Riccardi and Darcy Fort in the lineup for the Bucks, which... Yeah, but of course, and and of course, then we had the response um, from Kent, which is pointing out that you know, obviously the uh, five goal Josh Rochelle was a line ball decision that he could have gone with, which would have uh, certainly made for quite the opening round statement by the Bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. but the Bucks missed this chance, and uh, really, I mean, this is Natas. I mean, it's ridiculous because they're already an amazing team last year, and now they're adding Crouch. Um, an actual real ruckman in Reeves and uh, and and even you know had Infinite Fiorini who uh, maybe he's not that good an AFL player but at least he's uh, he's pretty good in AFR so um, uh, wait so just wait till Toby Green is back and like just I don't know how anyone's going to beat this team. When are they going to bottom out? All right. <laughs> <laughs> never. Like a, while they <laughs> while they keep still picking be able to pick up these players in the draft, never. Well, yeah, I, I mean, like, Tom Hawkins is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, like, so, speaking of Tom Hawkins. Already, Tom. Sorry, buddy. Retire already, Tom. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, speaking of Hawkins, I gave him the three votes. Matt Crouch, two, and Rowbottom, one. Right. Let us have a look at the ladder. How did I do that in the website? Oh, that's right. That way. Cool. Um, so top the ladder, uh, we've got Natas on the top, obviously, with one win, best back. Then we've got the Heroes, Blue Flames, Wildcards, and Titans in the top, making out the top five. Then we had the Mighty Bucks, the Chargers, the Dozers, the Dingoes, and the Scorpions. Really, there's not that much to talk about other than that because we've only had the one game. 
No, I'd say like you know, Bucks. Bucks will overtake Titans. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much that's it. It's not the Titans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you shut up shop now. Yeah, us, the old the old school. I don't know. We I, I don't know whether it's um you know because obviously charges dozes dingoes scorpions. I mean that's pretty apart from Natas. That's the kind of the original crew that been around a bit too long. You know, add the add the Titans into that. Maybe yeah. we have been around too long. It feels like the um all the new the noobs are um apart from it apart from Natas. The noobs seem to have a bit more energy than us about this game nowadays. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like that? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Maybe we're getting too jaded. <laughs> what is it? This is our, what, 20th? No. When did we start it? 2003, wasn't it? 2003, yeah. Wow. But uh, wow. I guess really, in the end, uh, it's well, we're just looking at Blue Flames and well, Blue Flames Wild Cards Bucks are the only three that haven't... Uh, Won a premiership, so yeah. So uh, okay, let's start cheering for those three. <laughs> oh, the Chargers! You might as well say they haven't won one. We haven't won one with the tagger <laughs> in the team either. <laughs> that was legit. You can't. <laughs> no, I trust me. Like it's gone past. Cool. It's gone past that. No, it's completely legit now. It's yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No, I certainly won that. It's because you can't remember it. No, I can't remember it, and I didn't have it. We didn't have the tagger back then either. All right, all right. Let's jump across and have a look at the Super League game one. We had the Brawlers up against the Thylacines. The Brawlers were way too strong here for the Thylacines. Um, Bills just—I don't know whether it was just this week, but his team is looking pretty damn strong. Isaac Heaney still not the most reliable key forward, but ended up with 23. Nikolaki had 13 at forward. He's got Tom Mitchell at centre, Hearn, Taranto in the mid, Crouch, Steele, Weller, May and Wits. And all of them did really, really well. So the 172 for the Thylacines, uh, for the Brawlers obviously reflects that. For the Thylacines, there were some big scores here. Um, and the Commissioner votes reflect that as well. Um, Andrew Brayshaw did okay, getting um, 28 at centre. Um, ben Keyes getting 24 at midfield was also outstanding. Darcy Moore getting 16 at keyback. You didn't play Darcy Moore at keyback. No, you didn't play. Play. Got too many backs. No. Um, our Crips obviously getting 13 at Rover as well. And Grundy, as you mentioned before, Steve, getting 18 and a half. Um, Dave, from a commissioner, commissioner, commissioner points perspective, gave Ben Keyes three, Isaac Heaney two, and Taranto one. Yeah, the thylacines are just, I mean... It's hard because when you look at their lineup, I mean, yeah, William Drew had a really bad week. But apart from that, the rest of the lineup was okay, apart from obviously the gaping hole that is their forward line. Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, knowing them as I do, obviously, Dixon, Eugle Hagen, Oscar Allen, all out, which has left them with this basically scraping the bottom of the barrel and trying to find a forward to start. Now, the hard thing is... Um, it doesn't it doesn't appear as though any of those forwards are coming back in the next may, maybe Eugel Hagen might you know I think he was the um, the sub this last week and didn't didn't get on the ground so that doesn't really help you out but um, mm -hmm. yeah I think uh, last in my conversation Zach's going on camp uh, today so I think he's uh, like he's throwing Luke Jackson into key forward this week which is that's just showing how desperate it's getting. Um, but uh, but I think yeah, like um, like his uh, like his old man, it's going to be a long, hard season for the Thalassians. <laughs> but the Brawlers, man, superb. Um, I'm I'm buying Heaney as a forward, and yeah, even as a key forward. I think he's I haven't um, been necessarily convinced by that, but I think he's he's starting to look okay, and I think the rest of that mm. lineup is very solid. I mean, I think we kind of knew this last year. The Brawlers were in my mind. Um, clearly better than you know either of the grand finalists last year, yeah. Um, and just circumstances conspired against them, and they never, they didn't even finish top three. Um, I think they, they much like uh, the heroes, will be uh, seeking some restitution this year. Yeah, looking at that lineup, it's very, very strong. 
Speaking of strong lineups, Nexus was up against the Sons of God. Nexus 171 to the Sons of God 146.5. Um, of course, we've gone through the Nexus team already because it's very similar to Natas. Tom Hawkins, Jeremy Cameron, Lucky Neal, Jared Lyons, Fiorini, Crouch, Newcomb, Hall, Ryan, McInerney. Obviously, all doing really well, except for Joy Newcomb, who got six at Tagger. But those scores, once again, from, from Nexus were just ridiculously big. Um, when you've got Tom Hawkins there as well at key forward, is just getting 34. For the Sons of God, um, Tyson Stengel getting 27 at forward is certainly one of, of note. Um, other players, Sam Draper getting 16.5 at Ruck for the Sons of God is also something good there for him to work on. You've got Joel Selwood and Daniel Rich from a tagger and back perspective, which sort of let him down a little bit. And obviously, Charlie Kerno was sort of just starting to come back into that Carlton lineup. Um, from a commissioner perspective, um, Dave gave three to Tom Hawkins, two to Tyson Stengel, and one to Matt Crouch. Yep, Nexus, uh, like the bit of the Hail Mary there at the tagger position. I'm sure uh, Nexus will come up with a better plan for that one. But, um, yeah, I mean, Nexus are obviously an extremely good team. I'm a little bit worried about Cam's normal strategy of, like, being kind of like a poor drafter who just ends up, you know, completely having his way with everybody at the midseason draft and coming, you know, from, like, way back and destroying everybody from <laughs> August, like he's ruining it at the moment. Like he's going to be like top of the table in both leagues. Um, yeah, I have to come up with a new tack, I think. Yeah, he's not going to have that wet sail coming home. Good point. No, it's um, oh well, new strategy for him, maybe actually be good all the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the next game was very, very close. Half a point in it. Mighty Adams up against the major warriors. Man, Adams got. Play. Yeah, the Adams got up by half a point. Um, Max King getting 15, um, Bailey Frisk getting four, 14 at forward, Took Miller 29, uh, Darcy at centre, sorry, Darcy Parrish getting 20 at Rover, and um, Meek, Lloyd Meek getting 16 at Ruck, the big call outs there for the, for the Adams. Um, for the major Warriors, Bailey Smith, Petrarca did very well um, from a midfield perspective, as well as Max Gorn, which we've come to expect from him getting 17 a ruck. But for the rest of them, um, obviously, Jack Rewalt was down. Um, Liberatore was down. Lockie Whitfield was down. Tom Jonas. Uh, welcome to the world of Tom Jonas. Um, so good, <laughs> good, good, good win here from the Adams. Um, from a commissioner perspective, Dave gave three to Took Miller. Two to Christian Petrarca and one to Darcy Parrish. Yeah, the um, this is a very interesting game. Uh, like it's like neither of these two teams. I've already said it. I don't think either of them were anywhere near the top team last year, and yet somehow ended up in the grand final against each other. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm my my feeling is that uh, the, I. I I'll go out early and say I, don't, I, I predict major warriors don't even make finals this year. Ooh. <laughs> I, I think obviously maybe that's a bit harsh, but I think uh, I think they overachieved big time last year and like hey, congratulations <laughs> to them. They were able to somehow always win when it seemed to matter last year, and it was a an incredible run they had, and, and a huge congratulations to them for pulling it off. I, I can't I see it happening. Like when a team overachieves and then they've got a draft last. Yeah, it hurts. It's, it hurts. Not that I've not that I know that feeling, but yeah. No, no. <laughs> if you ask Cam about that, yeah. Um, but um, but the the Adams, I I feel like it. You know, they it took them a month or so to get going last year, and I feel like you know this week they've even had players like McCluggage and Hill who just were poor. Um, they could have been a lot better. They probably will be a lot better. I think their their bench looks pretty good as well. So I think the Adams might not. Be hurting quite as much. I feel like the Warriors. Yeah, anyone who's got Thomas Jonas in their lineup, mm, <laughs> so worried. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've both been burned by Jonas, haven't we? Well, yeah. Hey, I. It's sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but there's there yeah. definitely seems to be some weak spots in that lineup that um, even Taylor Adams at centre, I would not be trusting him long term there, but. Um, I know why you play Adams over Petrarca at centre, but 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm, I've got my doubts. So um, mm-hmm. the Adams, uh, we'll see how they go. It's going to depend a lot on whether Bailey Fridge can actually keep up his crazy goal kicking and whether Max King can you know, continue to step forward and whether they can actually find a decent back. But um, but I think the Adams certainly got away with one here a little bit. Yep. With theft. <laughs> but. Um, but it uh, already sets them. Well, I, mean, I think it already sets the tone to me that, like, you know, the major Warriors last year, everything seemed to go right for them. Every time, like, there was a key battle, it seemed to go their way. Mm-hmm. Round one, 2022, it didn't go their way. And I think we're going to see <laughs> the um, tide turn a little bit, sadly. I don't think the Warriors will necessarily be that bad, but I just get the feeling karma's going to kick in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll see see if i'm right cool all right let's see M- mark the timestamp down no i think you're <laughs> right though i think they're gonna they're gonna struggle it was so close last year in terms of the ladder i and i like i'm super happy for them super yep. happy for them that they won i just think gravity's gonna kick in <laughs> yep. Um, the next game, it was the Coat Hangers versus the Ashy Convicts. Good win here for the Ashy Convicts. Um, getting up over the Coat Hangers, 151 to 137.5. Um, for Naomi, Zach Merrick getting 39 at centre was outstanding. Membry getting 20 at, four, at forward, yep. And Harry McKay getting um, 12 at key forward. But Jai Simkin getting 19 at midfield was also pretty good. Her... Backline, not fantastic. You'd expect a little bit more from Jordan Ridley, particularly on what he was been doing last year. Um, and his her ruck, um, sorry, of Mark Pinnett getting, um, was it eight? It's not great either. Um, from the coat hangers perspective, well, sort of like up and down, really. Joe Danaher getting 34 um, at um, key forward was obviously outstanding, but Cameron got six. Jack McRae got um, 39. Then you got Hind getting 17, and then it sort of just drops away. Really, of course, losing Christian Slalom is certainly not going to be um, helpful at all. But um, Parfit, Howard, um, and Zorko all well and truly below what we would expect from them. In terms of commission votes, we've got three for Zach Merritt, two for Jack McRae, and one for Joe Danaher. Yes, 34 yes. points, and he gets one. Wow, it's tough, isn't it? But that is you know, tough. I- I'm so excited that the convicts actually had a win in the first round because, like, it feels like they are, yeah, whatever. It just feels like they, they, things just don't seem to break for them when it comes to some of these crunch games. So, um, um, so lovely, lovely to actually see them get a bit of a, the rub of the green there and get a win straight up with a with a good solid performance. And they are looking like if Ridley and Cumming, who were obviously a bit down this week, if they can actually you know kick into gear, this looks like a pretty good lineup. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried about Pittnet as a ruck. I'm not mm, – yeah. anyway, I'm not sure he's going to be an out-and-out ruck in the way that Naomi's going to need, so I don't know what else she might have, but that's um, it's a bit of a worry. Um, coding is, though, like, they're, they're – again, losing Salem is hard, but, you know, we know Cameron's going to kick goals. We know Zorko is better than yep. that. Parfit will definitely tackle more than that. The, the back line that are losing Salem, that's – unless they've got serious depth to coding is in that back line – then they're going to have some serious pain in the future because that's um, because even Dougal Howard's not someone I'd be wanting to rely on. So hopefully the coding is sake they can find a bit of a back line there and um, and get back on the horse. But because uh, otherwise that could be could be a rough rough time before that mid season draft. So Naomi's got Nankervis as a back ruck, oh, her next ruckman. Yeah, so he'll probably better. come straight in. Yeah, for sure. Um, the coat hangers from a back, they've got Caleb Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a better option, yeah. Isaac Smith. Yeah, well, I think, yeah. As well. So Daniel there's a couple of options and, there. Yeah, but D- Daniel at back and Smith at key back, and I reckon this week, and the coat hangers will look a lot, uh, a lot better. Yep. Yep, completely agree. All righty. Um, yeah, and the final game was the Phantoms versus the Marvels. Big win here for the Marvels. Um, 162.5 to the Phantoms, 135.5. Um, ben Brown getting 29. Shea Bolton getting 20. Um, Sierra getting 30. 
um, Gaff, as we mentioned, getting 18, Hewitt getting 18, and Nicknack getting 14.5 were all standouts for the Marvels. The Farmtoms, um, yeah, I've, it's not, it sort of starts the year off for Thomas once again. It's like, oh, here we go again. He, he had some good scores here. Obviously, Aaron Norton getting 31, um, uh, Dusty Martin getting 18 at midfield. Uh, Jaden Short at back getting 16.5, Zeeble getting 12, but then Jack Crisp at centre, which was an interesting move, getting 16. Uh, Luke Parker getting um, seven at Rover, Viney and so on. But yeah, the um, he seems to start the years off sometimes a little bit of a, a bit of a downer. So hopefully, hopefully this will be a year for the Farmtoms as well that he'll be able to push back up the up the ladder again. He had a good one last year. From a commissioner votes perspective, we had, sorry, ben, uh, sorry, Steve, uh, three for Ben Brown, two for Aaron Norton, and one for Shea Bolton. Sorry, mate, I interrupted you. No, no, that's I, I love it when the Marvels go completely left field, like nobody in the originally picked up Shea Bolton at all. Not only no. were the Marvels the only, you know, picking up a player who, didn't even get picked up in that league, but then just throwing them straight into the for- into their forward spot, and yes, and delivering. So fantastic! I love it when you see, you know, yeah, players being tr- like you know, owners being true to themselves, saying, "I don't care what you all think. I think this guy's good, and I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to go with him." And yeah, delivers. So the Marvels, they are like the epitome of that. So uh, congrats, Dave, on that call. And I am sure Brody Smith and Hugh Greenwood will be even better than what they've done this week. And I think the Marvels will be uh, excellent this year. So they are going to be tough. The Phantoms, yeah, they obviously the, the call to play Jack Crisp at centre. The, the question I have is if, because I, I don't think you play Martin Tui, Parker or Viney at centre either. So who is the Phantoms centre if it's not Jack Crisp? And Jack Crisp, I, it was a big risk because I know he had a good year last year, but that was, one year, and obviously we, we knew that they were going to be a completely revamped midfield uh, in, for Collingwood this year, so it was a big risk. Do, do the Phantoms have somebody else? Because it doesn't feel like anyone in that lineup. You know how some lineups are just like all centres? Yeah. That does not look like that sort of a lineup. It looks like a whole bunch of genuine mids or players like Luke Parker who are probably not even playing mid at all anymore. That's a good question. Let me just open up the team and let me have a look. So from... Who is their best at, oh, come on, Chrome, uh, best centre? Oh, okay. So their best, oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds promising, doesn't it? So right now, based on last week, the, uh, Scott Pendlebury had 24. That's their best centre. Then Jack Viney and then Jaden Short along with Dusty Martin and Ed, Ed Langdon as well. It doesn't very well, does it, mate? No. It's weird, isn't it? Centre is one of those weird positions that it's like it, 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 unless you've got someone like a Jack McRae, it really feels like centre can win you the game. It's But, it, but man, it can lose you the game, it feels like sometimes. And that's, yep. you know, when you saw that Jack Crisp score, you're like, and, and man, it, somebody needs to step up on that roster and actually – take that centre spot and manage it, depending on Scott Pendlebury, as much as I, you know, as much as I turn for him, um, I just uh, don't know about it in 2022, you know what I'm saying? Well, he's got Rowbottom as well, so you'd assume Rowbottom will come in this week. For Tagger. For Tagger, but, yeah, it's not going to fix his centre issues, obviously. Well, he's got Josh Ward too, but that's, that's, that's for the future. That's not this year. Uh, it's not looking good, Thomas. I'm sorry. Oh, he's got Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly didn't play. Oh, okay. That'll be where. Yeah. All right. When, whenever Tim Kelly's back, I think he's only got COVID or something. Sure. I think back. so. Yeah. He's like most of West Coast players. I think he's out with COVID. Breathe so. again. Maybe Thomas will have a competitive team. <laughs> oh, and he's got Dion Prestia who went down. Yeah, he Not that Prestia got pl- played, but he's Prestia gets injured just walking out onto the field. I think. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. So from a ladder perspective, obviously whoever won is sitting in the top five. That is the Brawlers sitting on top, followed by Nexus, the Marvels, Ashy Convicts, and the Mighty Adams, followed by Sons of God, the Coat Hangers, Major Warriors, the Farmtoms, and the Thylacines. 
Yeah, I could I could back that as the top five, to be honest. I'm like, I think the Sons of God, obviously, were pretty unlucky this week in running into Nexus. Um, and, and I'm not saying the Sons of God aren't up to potentially knocking out. They could, I could even see them, you know, sadly, knocking out the convicts or, or something along those lines. But um, yeah. But I could, I could, I could, I wouldn't be, I don't think that top five is actually too far off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, likewise. I think that's about right as well. Actually, almost that order. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah, almost that order. Cool. All righty. Um, we had a Champions League game this week. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> it's nothing that, <laughs> nothing that I really want to talk about. Although I'm sitting third. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta take it, yeah. You take what you can get. I will. I will. I will take what I can get. Um, so Group A, it was um, Natasha Daltra's Sons of God, Captain's Charges, and the Mighty Adams make up that particular um, that group. We had Natasha against the Adams. Natasha won, and we had the Sons of God up against the Charges, and the Sons of God won that. So, excuse me, it's the Natasha on top, followed by the Sons of God. No major real surprises there. Uh, I mean, I think in that that's an interesting group because you feel like Natas will just waltz through that group, but yep. but the other three should be interesting. Well, right now the back is very close. Yeah, there's, there's nothing like one thirty seven, one forty six, and one forty two scores. So the the yep. back might come into it. Like you'd see, like you'd think that the Mighty Adams, given they were runner up in the Super League, should be maybe slightly favoured, but. Yep, but I, I could, but you know, it'll be it'll, it'll be close because the Chargers are obviously the Chargers and Sons of God are obviously also teams that are around the middle of the pack, and neither of them are going to be dominant. But but if the Adams like already, I guess the Adams they're going to have the crap week. This is the week to have the crap week and lose to Natas. Yeah, um, but um, it'll be interesting to see now what comes in the next couple of rounds and if the Adams can bounce back and and uh, who does emerge in second. But Sons of God, I guess, have got the early front running with that win over the Chargers, but. But it's pretty tight. Like, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, no. Um, group B, we have the wild cards, the major warriors, the coat hangers, and the scorpions. So this week we had the warriors up against the scorpions. Big win there for obviously for the major warriors. The scorpions only getting 103, but the, we had a close one with the wild cards up against the coat hangers. There was only half a point in it, with the wild cards getting up. So wild cards are on top, followed by the warriors, then the coat hangers, and then the scorpions with a bit of a back to already climb not to etch back to to get within touching distance yeah this i don't know this, this i'm struggling with uh, how these uh champions league groups are shaken out because i'm like look at the first one i'm like well there's one good team the rest are kind of middling and I'm <laughs> this group and i'm like mm, is is the, they all like kind of look either middling or not so not even so um yeah i uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm probably backing the major warriors and the wild cards, like the two winners from round one, like just off the top of my head, I'd probably say those are the most likely two to get through. So it's not that surprising. They've won. Um, and they're playing each other this week. So that'll be interesting. But um, yeah, I think, I think the coat hangers could be a, a dark horse here. Well, honestly, any of them could get in because like, you don't need that slight burst of like, there's no one in this group that's scary. No. Like any one of them with a good bit of form can sneak in here. But although you're right, if the Scorpions lose to the Coat Hangers this week, they left themselves a serious mountain to climb because not only their back's going to suck, but they're going to, you know, <laughs> going to be yeah. able to do already, which, yeah, they don't need that. So, so no. yeah, Scorpions will be hoping to steal one this week, that's for sure. Yep, yep. Uh, next group is Group C. Here we have Nexus, Phantoms, Dozers, and Titans. And it was the Dozers up against Nexus. Of course, Nexus put up that 171 score, which was just huge. And then the Phantoms defeated the Southern Titans, which is a big win for them, 135 to the 125. Um, so Nexus is on top, followed by the Phantoms, Dozers, and the Titans. But it's still pretty close from a, a point perspective, other yes. than like oh. second, third, and fourth. This is almost embarrassing, this group. I feel like Nexus must be – I'd be livid if I was Cam in the sense that, like, I know the way the group works out now because, you know, Natas and Nexus are for sure going to end up in the same group because <laughs> they're both going to – like, they're so far ahead of the other three teams in both the groups A and C that it's ridiculous. At least in group A, the other teams are kind of middling. I feel like in yeah. this group, they're not even middling. They're, like, below <laughs> middle. So I'm like, man, it's just going to be 
Nexus and Daylight. And, and the sad thing is one of those other three teams is going to get in. Yeah, it's going to go through, yeah. And they're going to go through to the other group, which is just going to make Cam livid because he's like, why can't I have one of those crap teams get in my side of the draw? Uh, maybe it'll set him up nicely in a semi-final when one of them sneaks through. Yep. Who knows? But, man, I, again, it's almost guaranteed Nexus and Natasa are going to end up in the same group in the phase two, which is... They might they might get knocked off after the mid-season draft. You never know. They're going to knock each other off. That's the sad yeah. thing. But uh, yeah. we don't need to talk about Cam winning the Champions League, though. Most of these stats. No, he's done it. Although, has he has he done it? If it's spelt wrong, does that mean he's still not won it? <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay. So we've already gone through three groups with our panel. Said, so, okay, well, here's the first group has one good team, the second group has no good teams, and the third group has one good team. So what are we going to get in Group D then? All right, Group D. We have the Brawlers, the Marvels, the Bucks, and the Blue Flames. So Ouch. this week we had the Blue Flames <laughs> up against the Bucks, the Brawl, sorry, the Brawlers up against the Bucks. The Brawlers won that one, and we had the Blue Flames up against the Marvels, and the Marvels won that one. So it's Brawlers, Marvels, Bucks, and the Blue Flames from a ladder perspective. It's, it's I mean, well, you don't even like the, all four of these teams are damn good. They've all cracked 150 in the first week. Yeah. Like, hang on a minute, let's just check the other 12 teams that are actually in the Champions League. Oh, yeah, only Nexus and Natas in the other three groups cracked 150, and then this whole group all cracked 150. So what does that tell you? <laughs> so there's going to be two really unlucky teams in Group D that are going to be, like, crying about how unjust this <laughs> this. Um, the, hey, we all know that we all know it's it's kind of it's default the way this is uh, set up from the previous year's letters. So uh, yep. there's, no, there's been no uh, dodginess going on here, but wow, the way it sometimes shakes down is just brutal, isn't it? So, but I think what I'm thinking is whoever at least who are going to run the stander. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's that, that. I, I the first thought I had, but my first thought was, wow, whoever in this group of a, this horrendous group for, if you can actually win this group though, Holy moly, you are going to have the easiest run through phase two ever because you're going to have a guaranteed, you know, crappity crap runners up to Nexus and Natas in group A and C, and then some lousy winner of group B because it's nobody good in group B. So, so, <laughs> uh, man, so the prize if you can win group D is like huge. And if you come second, you think you've done really well, but you're going to run smack into Natas and Nexus. So you're like, oh, God, no. So, like, <laughs> so there's a big, like, so it's, it's a huge, huge, um, yeah, uh, battle that's going to go on in this group D, not just making top two, but not finishing second and ending up in the, you know, in hell in group phase two, having to play Natas or Nexus every other week. So, um, so well done, Brawlers. Great start. And uh, Bucks, Marvels, Flames. I mean, obviously, Marvels have done extremely well, too, with their win. But, uh, yep. man, this group is going to be intense. There is no easy game. Like, the, like the Group D of Phase 1 is going to be way tougher than, you know, Group um, <laughs> group 2 of Phase 2, which yep. is going to be wrong. But that's, yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> it is, as you said, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> Alrighty, um, we don't have AFR Cup, no. All right, let's go to the leagues. Yeah, well, who, who's playing next week, kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, let's have a look. All right, as I'm just opening it up. Do, 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 do. Oh, come on, computer. <laughs> All right, I'll do it the old-fashioned way. Oh, here, of course, just as I open up the Google Sheet, then the website loads. All right, first up, oh, oh crap, Chargers versus Natas. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Capable. Yeah, I mean, we really have to get a countdown going. Like, we've got a countdown to Buddy kicking 1,000. Mm. We've got a countdown to Natas breaking the all-time winning streak record. I know I know, Cam will immediately be able to post on the comments on this to let us know how many he needs to. I think he's got to get to almost the mid-season from, from memory, but... Um, but uh, man, I reckon he could run the table this first half of the season anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to put up much of a fight on this one, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, next game. Ooh, low scoring game Dozers versus Scorpions. Oh, what a classic. Like, it's been playing like it's 2014. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> Dozers and Scorpions. Well, one of them's going to win. 
Um, Will they? Could be a draw. (laughs) I'm going to back the Scorpions (laughs) just because it seems counterintuitive because they were so awful this week, but I figure they'll they'll bounce back. Yep, I'm going to go Scorpions as well. Oh, big game here. Excuse me. As I'm yawning away. Uh, Blue Flames versus the Heroes. Yeah, I think the heroes are going to be hard to stop. That's the that's the uh, that is the danger game for Natas for their winning streak. I don't know when that one comes up, but uh, but the heroes, um, I think they might be a little bit too strong for the Blue Flames. This the old the old men of the Blue Flames this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go the heroes as well. Um, Titans versus Wildcards. Wildcards for me. <sighs> no, I'm I'm uh, I'm going the Titans. Ooh, nice one. I, 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 no logic other than I just feel like the Titans are, I don't know, I feel like it's de- after the way they won last week where everything seemed to go their way, whether it was a trade or a, a late sub in and it all just culminated in a one point win. I feel like somehow the Titans are just, they're going to be charmed this year. So sorry. Cool. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Wildcats, Titans. Awesome. And we've got the Dingoes versus the Bucks being the last game. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, Bucks for you. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, you, you and me, you and me, buddy, at the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I keep, I keep be... wondering, like, should I try and play Nick Dacos yet? I just, I don't know. He had a good game. You might as well, if you're going to lose, you might as well at least get him some years, get some games, and some games get him up your um, get him up your your ladder in terms of the most games <sighs> yeah, played. Man. I just feel like. Well, it's sad. I mean, again, I don't want to. If cry. you're not going to play him, you can trade him to me. <laughs> I, as as I mentioned in our <laughs> chat, mate, like if I played him last week instead of Anderson, I would have won. But um, yeah, I just I'm waiting to see him settle. It. Is he is he a mid? Is he actually going to really be a back? Is he really going to play a halfback? I, well, I'll, give me give me another week or two to work him out. I think. Yep. Yeah. Who knows? Lipinski was a good pickup. Obviously, I had him last year, but I think he was. You'll be a good pickup for him. Yeah, well, well yeah, again, got to work out what he's, what he actually is too. I, I reckon he'll be a rover eventually, but well, I drafted him as a rover at the doggies, yeah, but I think I think he will be a rover ultimately, even though he didn't have the greatest rover game last week. But I, it's really yeah. hard to let go of playing Trelaw, even though I'm not convinced he's actually a rover anymore himself. Actually, no, no. <laughs> All right, Super League. We have Brawlers versus the Farmtons. This is just going to continue the Farmtons' bad start to the season. It does feel like that, doesn't it? Like the bra- the Brawlers are um, they're going to be very hard to stop. I think so. I think it's a, it's a rough matchup for the Farmtons. You didn't need that after that first up loss. No, no, it's going zero and two already. Um, Warriors versus the Coat Hangers. Coat Hangers <laughs> yes. for me. This is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like the coding is if they can rest, you know, fix that back line like we suggested, they're going to give them. I think the major warriors have still got a few kinks to work out, and you know, maybe a bit of a hangover. But I don't know. So I, I, I'm for whatever reason, I just feel like yeah, the the karma is going to kick in. Coding is going to win this week, and warriors are going to be like, I didn't even ever lose two games in a row last year, did I? Which I <laughs> never did. So, but um, yeah. So we'll see. Yep. Uh, next one is the Thylacines versus the Atoms. Bit of a grudge match here. Yeah, the Atoms are a far better team than the Thylacines, but um, and uh, yeah, I think Zach Zach's gonna be very happy he's on camp. Let's put, let's put it that way. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler will um, probably romp that one in, and uh, that'll be a lovely start for the Atoms. Yep. Uh, Nexus versus the convicts. Ooh, I can't see the convicts continue. It is a it is a uh, the bunny game, isn't it? I could Nexus say, is the convicts bunny. I encourage all convicts fans out there in bunny suits this week. Um, yeah. Crowd, That'd be, that sounds good to me. Or Donnie Darko bunny suits just to make it look really weird. Mhm, mhm. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, no nah, Nexus. Yep. Yeah, Nexus. <laughs> well, we Nexus have to pick Nexus because otherwise, you know, that's when because convicts have always got to surprise us with the win over Nexus. Yep. Yep. Uh, next one is uh, what are we? Sons of God versus the Marvels. This would be a good game, but I think the Marvels will be too strong. Yeah, the Marvels started very strong this week, and I and I feel like yeah, the the Sons of God have still got the, their own issues to work out, and the Marvels look like they're uh, they've, they've started with a full head of steam, ready to go. They certainly did not like 
Because did, did the Marvels even make finals last year? Ooh, I haven't updated the history pages yet for all oh, of them. I have a feeling they. We could I look can't at, remember. What? Um, oh, you can get yeah. to you can, you can get to the old website if you go to AustralianFootballRevolution.com backslash old. I was just going to think we should look at the um, the draft because where they drafted would tell us where they finished. Oh, well, that makes <laughs> too, that makes too much sense. <laughs> Oh, I can't even remember. But um, if they did make it, they only just barely made it and they got dumped straight out. So, because uh, I know. They finished seventh last year. Yeah. So I don't think, I, I get the impression Dave's not, I don't think he's happy with that effort. I think I think he's um, I think he's got something to say about that. I think uh, much like the brawlers who probably felt like they didn't achieve where they wanted to achieve last year. Yeah. The, those brawlers and those marbles started this last week with a bit of a vengeance, and yeah, watch out. Yeah, they're um, they're back. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go. Look, just looking at last year's ladder, their um their back score was atrocious. But um, I'd say, like you know, Mister Marshall Matters used to always say he was back, and you know, the Macavania marbles sound like they could be like Eminem, couldn't they? Yeah, no, I'm not going to sing. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know no, you, you, re- you really don't want me to do that. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, yeah, I, I, I went too, though, for the... For, the Tribes um, and the Dingoes? No. Yeah. And the Sons of God, probably. Yeah, um, and the Farm Dims. It'll be good to be, like, a neutral observers this year, mate, who are, uh, you know, just watching their season go by and... <laughs> too emotionally involved. <laughs> Just building again for the next twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. Start planning for the mid-season draft. Nick yeah. Martin say a good game, right? Yeah. I'm not the one that's player on my team though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All righty. Oh, I can see Cam's responded to Kent now. I've just approved that comment. I'm going to have to figure out how to not have to approve comments when people comment on something. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound really, I don't know, you're very, very tight leash you've got us all on, don't you, mate? <laughs> no one said it was a democracy. <laughs> um, anyway, um, we're done, buddy. Another, another, another one's in the can, the first one for the year. Genius. Now, I, I have to admit, I am looking forward to Daylight Saving ending, so we're actually on the same time. Yeah, it's too far away, is it? Yeah, because, yeah, otherwise... <laughs> end of April. And, oh, sorry, start, like, start of April. If Cam, if Cable calls me at 10, like he's probably thinking we should be calling, like I've barely got the kids to bed by then, I'm like, man, I'm not going to... No rest yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, it's, a, it's a late one for you. Yeah, yeah. So it's nearly midnight for me, and it'll probably take me another hour to get the get the podcast out. So, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, cool, uh, mate. That's nothing compared to what I'm doing on Friday. So, I um I went out for a couple of drinks after work last week, and there are some guys at work that um that put their hand up to do the um the Oxfam 100 kilometer challenge. Oh yeah, yeah, and um. One of the guys' wife um, was going to do it, and she sort of they did a, a little bit of a walk, and then she decided, listen, it's just a hundred k's is ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I, I've sort of said, so you guys needing a fourth person, and me saying that then triggered the cool, you're in. Um, so I am doing the Oxfam 100 kilometer walk on Friday. Wow. Um, starting at eight o'clock on Friday morning. And then finishing when we're finishing, and believe it or not, we'll see how we go. It's of course a bunch of nearly fifty-year-old men just going, "Yeah, we can do this." And what do you know? We'll go to the football after it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so from Endeavour Hills to Heidelberg, it's a it's a hell of a walk. It really is. Um, so it's um it's just a it's just crazy. Why we're doing it, I still don't exactly know. I originally said because you you have to have the four four people in the group to start the walk. So I said, look, I'll do I'll do the first leg and maybe the second leg because that's twenty five k's, and then I'll pull out. But um, I know that 
as things go, it'll be like the yeah, twenty five k. That's easy, no problems at all. Which which is easy, but then it was sort of. But then a hundred k is just like a completely different level. But anyway, I'm looking at the map now. That's just insane. Cool. All right. Um. But yeah. Um. I'll enable the round fairly shortly for everybody. Um, but other than that, I think everything seemed to go rather smoothly. Though I had a couple of hiccups over the weekend with the live stats, but I think I've got that sorted now for for, for this round coming up. We weren't updating as often as um, what they should have been. Um, but other than that, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we'll be back, of course, this time next week um, for round two. So. Of Um, Good luck, have a good week, and we'll chat to you all shortly. Cheers.